Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley. We've already said where we're from. Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Now, to 911, what is the address of the emergency? Chaplains are supposed to walk quietly next to the people they're working with. You don't run the parade. It's the person that you're talking to. Find something other than what you find where you're at to do different to help you along. And before long, you'll say, oh, I'm not as troubled as I was. That's because you moved the mind from where you were to a more positive scene. On this episode of the Silicon Valley Beat, we're talking about wellness, healthy mindsets, and never forgetting why we all, regardless of our role, do what we do, service to our community. We're very excited to have as our guest Mother Champion, Mountain View PD's very own police chaplain. Mother Champion has a special place in her heart for the Mountain View Police Department and all of our employees. Laughter, tears, and the importance of a positive outlook, a heavy dose of humor, and food are her secrets. After listening to this episode or any of our episodes, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, please reach out to us on any of our social media channels. If you like what you hear, the greatest compliment you can give us is to rate the show highly on iTunes. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Silicon Valley Beat. My name is Katie, and I am here with Lieutenant Saul Jaker, and we have a very, very unique and special guest with us today we do this is the first time i think that she's made it a a public appearance Uh, yeah quasi public which is awesome but also i think it's the first time we've ever had someone in her position on here that's definitely true which is pretty awesome so who is she everybody please say hello to mother champion (sighs) applause and who is mother champion so well she's right here or mother champion who are you (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start off real deep. Okay. Well, who I am. I'm married, and my anniversary was last week, 48 years. Wow, congrats. Oh, yes. Maybe we need to have a whole podcast with Mother Champion on, like, (laughs) how to stay married for 48 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and still keep a smile. Yes, Yes. I got that one. Um, I have four children, I have eight grandchildren. Um, in my background, I came from a very religious family. My father was a pastor. My brother is a pastor. My sister is a chaplain. Ah. I have a brother-in-law that's also a chaplain. So, And then my brother, who's the pastor, is also a chaplain. But um, people ask me or have asked me, why do I do what I do? And I tell them it's in my DNA. Um, I have the Ministry of Helps, and the helps range from home to church to community and also to the police department. Uh, how um, – so you talk about family. You have quickly become like an integral piece of our family here. I mean, I, I see it on all levels. I hear it on all levels. Um, I've experienced it myself for all that I argue with you about. <laughs> it's but, right. Um, how, how did the world, the law enforcement world happen? How did that become part of this? Well, I came from um, a police department that um, the 
public, the community was not accepting them. Um, oh. And it caused conflict in the community. And because I had worked in the in that particular community a long time, and I knew a lot of the people, most of the mayors that were there, and family members and businesses. So uh, Pastor Paul and I had a conversation, and about maybe 15, 16 years ago, we signed up and we initiated the first chaplaincy there. And from there, I went to the Palo Alto when they needed a lady chaplain. A lady chaplain, I like that. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes we have to fill our spot. So um, it was something that I desired to do because I love people. Yeah. I don't like problems. I don't like pain. So any way that I could fit in to work between the pain and the community, I did. And then I love officers. I love um, this Mountain View Police Department. It has so many departments within a department. And I find all the people here to be unique in their own way. Mm. Another thing is I like storytelling. And if you want to get some of the best stories, just sit down with any employee here. They've got their own story. And I, I, laughter, you know, is good for you. This is what I hope I bring. Uh, when you laugh, it releases endorphins in the brain. So wherever you are, it brings you up a notch. So if you let people tell their story, they'll find a laugh within their own story. Before they know it, they're laughing at themselves. And uh, whether it be a mother with a toddler here or a newborn um, baby with a police officer or whether it's an officer talking about his dad, or if it's an officer talking about his children and they're going to have her, her, her 16th celebration, all of them are wonderful stories. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got here, kind of. So, so it's humanizing for you. Yeah. Well, so what? what is, I mean, day to day, like what, what exactly do you, I mean, I know, but what exactly <laughs> do you do you do here? All right. Some It started out with ride-alongs, and then in the ride-alongs, you can get the best story because sometimes <laughs> people won't tell everybody, but they'll tell somebody. <laughs> and I was that somebody, and it, it was so enjoyable. Uh, some of the stories you would cry, of course, because I cry very easily. And, but the joy of the story being told was part of it. And it was helping them release, they didn't realize it at the same time, things that had pressured them, and they superseded the pressure and went to the laughter. Mm. So that part, they didn't know it was a job that they were doing on themselves with a little company from me. You know, chaplains are supposed to walk quietly next to the people they're working with. Mm. You don't run the parade. It's the person that you're talking to. And you don't necessarily have to tell them that, but eventually they'll get it because by the time they get through with their story, they say, oh, she got it out of me anyway. <laughs> so that part um, comes from ride-alongs. And then when you go to different departments, um, Mountain View has a unique group of people to work with. I don't care That's what. such a nice way to say that we're weird. <laughs> well, she was looking at you. I know. Did she I was. say weird? <laughs> no, you said unique. And oh, I'm saying, I it's a nice I way of us saying that we're weird. 
No. And again, you were looking right at Katie, which yes. I really appreciate. But she's unique. I it's am. Tough. Yeah. Her voice. Unique. You're very unique. Her yeah. eyes when she's expressing something. Yes. They're terrifying. I sound like a cartoon character. <laughs> keep going. I got all day. <laughs> but I have to. T- and another thing is I've learned uh, being a, ch- a child out of eight children, everybody brings value. I don't care if you start at the, wherever the podium that you start at and underneath or above, every person here. And it's for me to to help validate, even though they do themselves among themselves. But when I walk in, because I'm not from here, uh, and I see and I hear, I'm touched. I'm touched at their commitment um, from day to day, what they give, and sometimes what they get from the outsiders can be painful to me. Mm. I, I, and I know this is probably at the bottom in the closing, but if I had a, uh, a pipeline to any family or every family in Mountain View, I would say always be kind when you see an officer or anybody in the department. Because while you do a normal life, they do two lives in one. While you do a normal life, they're doing double duty and triple duty. They love their children. They love their wives and their dogs, their cats, just as much as you love yours. And sometimes I think the public doesn't see it from that perspective. Hmm. But I just want to give them kind of a different twist on what the police department stands for. I think they're a group of brilliant people doing brilliant things that probably everybody else would say, not my job, it's too much. The sacrifice that they give while well, everybody's at home or at the movies or wherever they are is not just eight hours. It's more than eight hours. And it goes home with them. It comes back with them. And the sacrifice is really great. And I just want to be here to tell them how I appreciate them. Okay, I appreciate the stories. I appreciate their giving. And they give far, far, far more than normal people. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want our community to know that. They walk home. They may, the community may go to bed. They may go to the movies, like I say. But the officer, his phone is always on. And that's a bit much. Because his life not only belongs to his family, but it belongs to the community. And the community every now and then should say thank you. Mm. And I'll tell you what, in, in our community, we're very fortunate. That's good. That the, every time we do public events and we go out to do Coffee with a Cop or any other public event that we have, uh, personally, I get people coming up to me saying, thank you for your service. Thanks for what you do. And that means so much more to the officers than mm-hmm probably than anything else really right you get a lot more satisfaction out of that just knowing that that people appreciate you well and something like that where there's a a, an in-person interaction a notification almost of thanks that takes courage because that is you as a person willingly going up to somebody in uniform which can be jarring to some folks and expressing that gratitude right and i think that um anytime we do see that um the officers absolutely acknowledge that because they know it can be scary or different to certain people. Um, and just being 
there to not only receive that, but to show to that person that they are accepted for who they are, that's a that's a pretty big deal. And I think you know, Mountain View, the Mountain View community is very good of very good at that. I think overall, just in general, we could all be better at that. Mm. Well, then I should applaud them. I was doing several ride-alongs, and the officer got out of his car. He saw a little guy walking across the street, and this happened more than one time. The little guy was so happy, first of all, that he saw a police car. (laughs) And then the officer, all suited and booted, came by and gave him something. The the little guy didn't know how to take it. And so the mother said, tell him thank you. And he, thank you. But it was just a joy to see what joy he could bring to them. And he stopped on his own dime to do it. You know, he was going on to somewhere, but he pulled over, he saw that little guy, and he did that. And I said, well, that's great. Yeah. Well, and we certainly don't want, especially kids, we certainly don't want to be afraid of the police, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, wherever there's arguments about where that's born from and these kind of things. but. You know, at the end of the day, we want people to feel comfortable approaching us, right? Absolutely. So that's the whole like getting out of our car, right? Because if you're if you're an officer and you're in your police your police car, you're locked away in a way in a little box. Then the community can't really just come up to you, right? Um, so in, in our in our bike episode that we talk about the officers actually on bicycles, they're more accessible, right? Mm-hmm. They're out there and they're talking, and people are excited. They they say, "I ride a." bike too right and you know they end up having conversations about the equipment and all this kind of thing and it brings um what struck me in that podcast was the amount of joy that that brought Mm -hmm. to those officers who have typically worked some particularly terrible crimes specifically uh and the other one who's worked primarily graveyard shifts where you don't run into a lot of good people (laughs) you know most people that are out at at that hour are, are up to no good or delivering stuff um, and so, or cops, um, but they both <laughs> talked about the fact that they, they love that interaction, right? It mm-hmm. made them feel even better about what they do. So, yeah. And any, I think powerful. any opportunity to reinforce that a vast majority of the time police officers are good people Absolutely. is yeah. something to be valued. All right. Let's, let's, uh, I mean, we could just end it right there. That was awesome. <laughs> but we have, we have a formula that we have to follow or Katie we gets, do not Katie or gets Saul gets super upset because then I get an email later saying you know we really didn't follow the formula this time <laughs> so <laughs> all right so quick quick gotcha. hit, quick I know I know my fault I, anyway so quick hit trivia yes I have a very interesting factoid that I was I was curious about chaplaincy and it's different for every organization the way that chaplains are ranked and how they operate in the military is different from fire different from police um and so I was curious, in the United States of America, when was one of the first known chaplains ever? Was it something that came up in the 1800s? Was it something that came up earlier on? What was it? And so I did I a little think, bit of research. Can, can we, can we, do you want to guess? Because some of us may already know this. Okay, we do I get to make the sound if you get it wrong? No, we have sound effects. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're assuming Fine. that I'm wrong. Is You're the, right. I am. So, uh, I apologize. Well, first of all, I should Mother, not Mother Champion, do you know that offhand? You know, I was reading something. It was like in the 1800s. And had, Don't answer. Don't answer. <laughs> that was a, a bit ago, but sometimes certain things stick. But that stuck because I thought, Chaplin then? But I think so. Okay, so okay was, that's, Mother, that's Mother Champions. Yeah, so June 17th, 1822. Mm. Mm. Sweet. 
Was I close? You were, I, you were close. I just but, took a total guess. Okay, well, there's one even further back than that. Oh, wow. So one of the first known chaplains in the United States was Reverend, and I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize to any descendants, uh, <laughs> Manasseh Cutler during the American Revolutionary War. Uh-huh. He was a chaplain who served in George Washington's Continental Army. Was he was say- a founder uh-huh. of Ohio University. Yes. Ah. That's the one I was reading, the same one. That was I didn't my, keep that all the particulars. That was your second guess? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. She gave him a wink. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was nice. very, that's, you know, that goes back to the foundations of our country. Somebody there mm. just helping to keep officers physically and mentally well. And I think that's a lot of thing. a lot of the times things that we, don't necessarily talk about is the mental well-being that chaplains bring to departments or agencies or organizations, what you guys do to help bring a little bit of levity and light and um, positivity to, quite frankly, a lot of places that can be filled with tough days. Would you say that this is the spilling the tea section? I would say let's go into the spilling, although we've kind of already been there, but let's bring it back. I know. Let's, back. let's spill the tea again. Okay. Uh, so... Right here. Is, that a, is that like a double negative? Are we spilling, not spilling? Wait. We're spilling it again. We're spilling it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. So part do. <laughs> Why don't you start since you like to spill it twice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually like to get into the, the mental health part a little bit because I've actually seen, um, like I said at the beginning, you have made an impact like immediately um, more so with some people than other officers. Yeah, and, hot take, and, and y'all. Staff. She feeds us, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, but um, how how do you do what you do? If is there a yeah? How do you, you know, let's just stop with that? How do you do what you do? Okay, what's the what's the magic? Part of the magic is um, when my mom passed. A reporter came to me and said, "How." did she live and what did she do? Well, my mother worked at Stanford. She was a dietitian. And feeding people was was in her DNA and she Mm. passed it on to me. So it's not just the fact that you eat, but when you eat, you share stories or you share laughter. So it brings people just by being there closer together. And it's very important for a family, because I'm family orientated, all right? Uh, to stick together. And sometimes there's issues and if you know how to read people and not saying that, you know, you got these gifts beyond gifts, but sometimes eyes will tell you what the mouth won't. Mm. So in that feeding and in that eating, something can come out and can be shared, the load can be somewhat shared that you'll carry. And that's my job partly is to relieve certain loads that are carryable. Now, certain things you have to face yourself, but mentally, um, homes produce this grid, and each stressor is on the, well, not each stressor, but like 30-something, is on this grid, and like death is 100. Mm -hmm. And if you get into too many numbers, you get into sickness, illness that can actually take your body over because it's too much for you to handle. Right. So one of the things that chaplains do is we walk alongside people, not necessarily talking, 
But if the person on, that you're walking with is in a certain predicament, sometimes they will talk about it. And I tell people, whatever happens in Las Vegas, stay in Las Vegas. <laughs> so if they should open and share, I, I'm sworn to secrecy. So it's just like I didn't hear it as far as once we pass that section or that room. But it's important that our officers or anybody that works for the PD know that there is an out wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And I believe in positive reinforcement. So I always start my day um, with a positive thought. And it sometimes leads me to laughter. So when I'm coming in laughing, I'm not laughing at people. I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> So you want to join me, that's quite all right. Hmm. But once you know you can fit into a certain category, when you know something, when you know better, you can do better. You don't have to keep it. You don't have to carry it, but you can share it. Certain things, you know, people don't want to share everything they know. I don't know anybody that would do that. But certain times you can unload certain topics. Hmm. What was your positive thought for today? Lord, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand be upon me, that you'd keep evil away, that I may cause no pain. So when I come here to PD, I don't want to bring more problems. I want to help alleviate, if possible. And if it's with positive reinforcement, I'm there. Yay. <laughs> oh. Well, and, I feel like such a terrible human right now because I woke up and I was like, I need coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> I had a very similar thought. Okay. The, uh, what I, the other thing, too, that, that's really interesting from your work is that, you know, we talk about officer wellness and officer health and all these kind of things all the time. And the officers seem to be, always kind of be in the spotlight of what we do. But you don't just talk to the officers here, right? You're, you no. come down to dispatch, which thank you, oh. by the way, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spend time with our, our professional staff and, you know, everybody else that's in any, anybody from the chief to the newest employee that we have that's non-sworn, um, they're all fair game. Yes. Even the janitor is fair yes. game. We have yeah. a good relationship. And he's awesome. Yes. The whole staff, janitorial staff yeah. is great. So sometimes we have the best laughs because he was going to go, I think, to Spain and he was going to run. He does his dance. Oh, yes, Every yes. Every morning, la cucaracha. He's okay. energetic. In fact, he... One, when he gets to shaking, I want to shake a little. He's <laughs> very positive. He yeah. the dance. That's yes. right. We all dance. Yes, he has movement. And you know what? That's healing to the body. Movement. Thought patterns can be helpful. Get out of the negative, move into the positive. Hmm. The negative tends to weigh us down and keep us under stress. And it could be a stressor. But some people don't even know that. And if you start thinking about it in the morning and it's still with you at night, you're in trouble. You just don't know you're in trouble. So one of the th- outlets is lubricate the body. And I notice everybody has water, which is great. Uh, music is a healer. Uh, art is a healer. Find something other than what you find where you're at to do different to help you along. And before long, you'll say, oh, I'm not as troubled as I was. That's because you moved the mind from where you were to a more positive scene that produces something, makes you feel happy. Tell stories about your family, your children. Well, I, I have a request now that you said art. Can we do, like, painting nights or something here? Oh, sure. <laughs> Law enforcement art therapy night? Yes. <laughs> no. That would be so fun. 
I have a sister-in-law that's an artist. Her art is at uh, the Smithsonian's, is at Stanford. Stop it. Oh, no. That's amazing. Yeah, and she's beautiful at it. She, oh, she loves doing what she, in fact, she discovered the altar art. She, it's sort of like getting a Nobel Peace Prize, but it's done in art. Wow. She won it. So Holy I, cow. So I said one, one day to her, I said, can I help you carry your briefcase? Uh. <laughs> it was a considerable amount of money. And I said, I'll be your assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do. But she's fantastic. Well, that'd be fun to do like a... You know, I don't know. I've never been able to draw in my life. Like, literally, there were Girl Scout badges that I would try and get with <laughs> art when I was younger. And, like, my mom was my scout leader, and she'd just be like, oh, Katie. So it would <laughs> be nice as an you. adult to move from the negative of <laughs> how bad I am at art <laughs> no, positive. But you know what? Art is in the in the eyes of the beholder. As, as someone could- who was doing it, it still looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> she was beholding it terribly. I was like, Katie, like, I'm trying to move you to a different step now. You know, some people could throw paint on the wall and do something like this, and somebody else will go, oh, my God, look at those colors. Mm. They're vibrant. Look what they do to you when you look at them. So you may be that person. Maybe I'm our, our generation's Jackson Pollock, and we don't even know it. Yeah, all this wasted time. I know. There you go. Amazing. Well, um, so we need to do behind the curtain. Yes. So we've been doing that a little bit with mental health, talking about that, what that does, and why Mother Champion's so good about that with our officers. Um, why don't we talk a little bit more about kind of what programs you have started to put in place here that have helped try to really bring that positivity into the police department, like your your monthly birthday celebrations and your holiday feasts. I mean, literally, I've never eaten so well in my life. It's amazing, and just all the all the fun notes that you leave. Like I have a she left a a, a calendar and a planner for the new year, and so now we all use our calendars, things like that. So what do you? I shouldn't talk about it so much as she should. So tell well, us. I had an. I uh, mentioned saw it's her podcast. No, this is my turn. <laughs> I I mentioned to her, to her one time in passing. One time that I was taking an international trip. I don't even know if you remember this. Oh, one. absolutely. We talked about it in passing very quickly. And then, I don't know, Which a week. He talked about it for a half hour. Yeah. But it was That's, a great story. But a, like a week or a couple of days before I left, there was a post-it note on my computer that said, have a, have a safe and a great and safe trip. And, and you I still have it. Still have it. Yes. But more importantly, what he brought back was so grand. Yes, it was. The experience walk. And I was visualizing the steps. And when he said where he went down there and it was dark or where he went, there was water. I was visualizing every moment of that story. I'll never go there. But he went. And so you have a little piece of it now. Thank you. And he's going to tell me even more and even more pictures when he gets to putting them all together. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're, on, just, the, you're a, on it now, Saul. It's a great example of the... Like not only are there actions, but there's listening, really deeply listening and understanding. And then mm-hmm. a small action on top of that, that like that makes me feel I, I look at that every day and it makes me smile. Right. It's something simple. But the stories made me my my father was almost a historian and he would have given I don't know what to walk where he walked. Mm. He didn't get a chance to go to Israel. Mm. But the stories he told, I could say. My aha moment was there. Yes. I didn't go, but Saul went, and now I see it through his That's eyes. That's what we need to have, little aha moments. Yes. Mm. 
They're like important. That. that can be a new section. That is our aha moment. What mm-hmm. maybe that's something that we start to incorporate. We this has been such an impactful conversation. Maybe we need to start including that in our podcast at the end. What was your aha moment of the day? Mm-hmm. Saul's taking notes. So guys, I think that may be a new part of our podcast going forward. See, look at all this change you're bringing all over the place. <laughs> so anyway, tell tell us about those the the, the things that you've done these these uh, celebrations. Well. You know, I told you I'm from a family of eight. <laughs> My mom, for she had four girls. Each girl she gave a different color to. So your hairbrush, your Easter flock, it would be in your color. Okay. What was your color? My color, my sister's color was pink. Mine was red. Not necessarily that I grow to red, <laughs> but yeah. And then my other sister was yellow and the other sister was blue. I was going to say you were blue, but no, red tends to lean towards the fire. She has a red phone. No, red <laughs> tends to lean towards the fire department. You know what? I didn't notice that, that I had picked that. Yeah. But what it told me, value. My mother had value for each of us. And when I came to the police department, I saw value. So I couldn't give everybody a celebration every day, but um, through people in the department's uh, we, I started thinking maybe birthdays we could do because there's like 18 at the most in December and everything. And some are 13, some are 12 in each month. So we could recognize that and have a bit of a cake and maybe something else. So uh, for me, it was happier for me than it was for them. <laughs> uh, no way. Oh, no. I, people <laughs> love Believe it. you me, we love the cake. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's not. I don't even think it's about the food anymore. At the beginning, it was I like, mean, oh, this is cake. great, you know, But mm-hmm. and there's cake. But the, it's like a sense of community. It brings people together that may not have been together during the day, sworn, unsworn staff, you know, regu- whatever, at different all day. It's it's awesome. And, you know, and we... we haven't had that in, in quite some time so and it's well and it's also very easy to for a lot of us you know we work on our birthdays we don't take the time necessarily to recognize and that's a big deal because you're only one age once, once right that's true and so you you kind of bring that to something that a lot of us would just be like oh okay whatever and it takes a takes a moment to recognize that each one of us is special and that feels good right unique. and aha are you sure or unique 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 unique, unique. unique. Uh, but yeah no it makes us feel special and it's an aha moment right it's yeah. like ah yes but you know what when you do something for someone else it does it gives the person doing it just as much joy if not more I may not be there when they go get their little card or whatever but I'll say I got one <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't much, but I just well, and people to know. people talk about it. They're like, oh, you know, what, who who gave me this? Right? And it's like, oh, it's from Mother Champion. I just well, I didn't want that one known. I distinctly <laughs> remember the first time you left something on my desk, and you had given it. I think it was around Mother's Day or something, and you had given all the ladies a little bouquet of flowers, mm-hmm. and we're all sitting in there, and it was like a mystery to solve. Like, mm. where did this come from? It's so pretty. Where does it? And it, they all we all still have, you know, the vases, and we all remember the flowers. Like it's, uh, it was a. It was a nice surprise. You're awesome. Yes. But not so much. I don't want it to be about me. You know what I want it to be? About you. Every time I walk by somebody's desk. Everything's about Katie. (laughs) (laughs) She's sweet. You're not allowed to say shut up, so hush. She's sweet, Mm. though. She always tries to help. Even when I went by there for something, she gave me the right person. 
They didn't even know me from Adam's apple, <laughs> but they were so helpful. Good. I'm in glad. the tune of big. Yeah. Yes. And well, I, I, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying that, that you have made a humongous impact here. And, you know, at the beginning, I'm sure people were a little skeptical and like, why, why do we, <laughs> we hadn't had a chaplain for years, right? Or you only see a chaplain at a funeral, right? I do right, those too, but. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I know. You've been there through some tough times for us already. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's the, the small things like we talked to about earlier. It's the small things and it's that you're, you're a presence here now. And then even more, now it's a, a more needed presence. And we've seen turnarounds in employees that, um, that, that the turnaround a itself. Rough time. Yeah, the, the, but the turnaround themselves have been amazing, which a personal turnaround in their own, um, their, in their own lives has resulted in a professional turnaround as an employee, right? They become better, more productive, happy employees. And there's like, that's tangible stuff that you can see. So you've made a huge, huge difference. So thank you a lot. We are very lucky to have you. Yes. No, I I want you both to know um, this job brings me, I didn't even call it a job. It just brings me joy just to be here. I laugh with most people. And laughter is good for me. <laughs> it really is. I enjoy laugh, laughter. But more importantly, if the other person can enjoy it as much as I do, hey, my job's done Yeah. to me. And I guess the chief might say, what? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I, I think that's it. We killed it. This yeah. was a good one. Thank you so much for, for doing this and for everything you do. You wouldn't know how many days I spent <laughs> this last week. I was trying to figure out what could I, what could I say, what could I, and uh, thank you. You made it very easy for me just to. My father used to say, "Put a nickel in me, and I'll play all day." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, shall we do the yeah. uh, disclaimers at yes, the end? So, go for it. Um, again, thank you. You mean a lot to all of us. So. That's not part of the disclaimer, but <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> I mean, to okay, me, I get it. <laughs> you've made no, you've made a difference, and even personally for me, you've, you've. I know, I, I sometimes come out. You know, we laugh a lot about. Oh no, about you're funny. And, but I, it's, it's been really uh, helpful. So, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. I want to tell both of you, thank you for this opportunity. I didn't know which way, but uh, hopefully, um, I said something that was positive and that will give people a reason to be here. I have a feeling people are going to want to have you back and there's going to be <laughs> questions. So on that, oh, actually, my word. here's the segue um, for, for uh, all of our listeners. If, if anybody has any questions that they, they would like followed up on, uh, you can hit us up on any of our social medias and uh, ask those questions. If you have ideas for um, other podcasts or things that you want to learn about from the police department, please let us know as well. Um, and so here's the disclaimer part. If you uh, have an emergency, dial 911 and we'll get help to you as soon as we can. If you are um, in a position where it's not an emergency and you're not sure whether you should call 911 or call our non-emergency number, which is... 650-903-6344. And you're debating in your mind, do I call 911? Do I call the other number? I don't know. Just call 911. Um, you can blame it on me. Uh, but call 911 and we'll figure it out. Uh, but if it's not, call our non-emergency number and we can help you out there. Um, and please check out all our social media sites. Yeah, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Um, and you know what? Go out there and have an aha moment today, guys. <laughs> Thanks all for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.